0: deplorable nation a podcast where your voices can be heard where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us every one of us matters and everybody has a voice we're going to be bringing you news current events and throw in a lot of humor and then you decide for yourself Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is lucky episode number 46, The Rabbit Habit. And today I'm joined by my very good friends, Mitch and Tyler from Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Welcome. How are you guys?
1: Hey, Janet. It's good to be here. I I didn't know number 46 was a lucky number.
0: It is a lucky number. It's because you guys are on here with me, and this is the rabbit habit. Because going down a rabbit hole is a habit you should get into. So there you go.
1: That actually uh, gets into why we started our show. Um, So I started it out just trying to spread a little bit of truth and knowledge to my Mm -hmm. friends. Some people call it red pilling. Some people call it black pilling. I call it rabbit holing. It's. It was all started to send my friends down their rabbit holes, and maybe they could send me down one, too. And Tyler happened to be my first guest, and he knew just as much about conspiracies as I did, maybe even more, and we got real into it. And here's a little disclaimer. If you go back and listen to some of our early episodes, they're a little choppy. We didn't have the equipment we have now. So if uh, you're a first-time listener on the rabbit hole, Check out some of our later episodes. They might uh, suit your taste a little bit better.
0: Hey, those things happen in the podcast community. Because podcasting, you don't make a hell of a lot of money unless you're Joe Rogan. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you you got to start out small and then expand later on. So, I totally understand that. And sound quality definitely improves as episodes go on. And I can tell you that firsthand for mine. So, You know, so you guys didn't know each other beforehand.
1: No, we did. Um, He's been my friend since we were very little, went to the same school and everything. We've been best buds, but I didn't know he was that far down the rabbit hole because I went to Utah for college and he went somewhere around in Pennsylvania where we grew up. So we kind of separated for a few years. And then when we got home from college and started talking again, we realized we were both very, very, very far down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm.
0: that's fantastic though to have somebody that you know and that you're friends with to do episodes with you because you know i'm flying solo these days and so i really enjoy having people like you guys come on my show it makes me happy
1: janet i've told you this before but you're one of my best friends now. I've never met you in person, but you're one of my best friends. This uh, podcast game, you don't gain a lot of friends. You lose more friends than uh, the conspiracy games. I'm sorry, not podcast game. You lose more friends than you gain, but we've definitely gained you, and I appreciate that.
0: Well, and I feel the same way, and I say this all the time, that I absolutely love the community that we have because I think pretty much all of us talk to each other. You know, outside of like shows and stuff, we actually yeah, we're all communicate
1: and DMing each other. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: which is which is really cool to have like a group where you can bounce ideas off of each other, or be like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this? You know this, or even talking about dumb stuff because you know if you talk to me, you're going to talk about dumb stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you need a little bit of that. <laughs>
0: Cause that's just the way I roll. Yeah. So, Mister Tyler, so were you like, um, were you like astounded when you found out that uh, Mitch was like into the same kind of stuff that you were?
2: Absolutely not. So, Mitch has been notorious. Been the conspiracy guy from uh, the part of town that we live in, and uh, I mean, like an example of that is like he was the kid on the bus that broke it to everybody when we were about six years old, that Santa wasn't real. Mm -hmm. So I knew what I was getting myself into, but what really surprised me is, I mean, even though we were pretty good friends throughout our childhood is how great of chemistry we had while we were doing the podcast. And, um, it was just one of those things that just kind of took off from there. It was, uh, it was kind of like magic. The first episode we were just drinking and hanging out and doing our thing. And it ended up being a two hour episode that Actually, happened to be our I think our most listened to episode. So, right. It is, so, not, the first episode was a lot of
1: fun, but the quality is uh very very low. <laughs> <laughs> so that's
0: okay. yeah So I'm just gonna throw this out there for our listeners because we were chatting about this before we started recording. If you hear something crunchy. Um, Tyler has a dog that likes to chew on bones oh, yeah. in the in the same room. It's not really Tyler chewing on a bone, it's his dog. So there you go. It might so be if, actually So if you if you hear well, it might be. Yeah.
2: He's just going golden chew he's always gotta be on top of me.
0: Exactly. And see, you know, everybody in our audience, I'm sure, has animals of their own. So they can identify. I have cats right now. And so my cats like to get on the computer or whatever. So, yeah, I feel you there.
1: So. Hey, also, a little disclaimer for me. I'm in my motor home in a hotel parking lot connected to some hotel Wi-Fi. So And
0: it, he's not picking up children with candy, so don't get that <laughs> idea.
1: No, definitely not one of those guys. I, I always wanted to just pack up my bags, go into the woods, and never come out. You know, one, one of those guys that's just like, fuck society, fuck the whole system, I'm out of here. And I bought this camper last year, and me and my family are on a little road trip testing her out. And I, I'm more convinced than ever that I just want to park this in the woods somewhere and never talk to anyone again. <laughs> but I couldn't do that to my fans. Never. I,
0: I was going to say you could come and park it in the woods by our house. But if you don't want to talk to anybody ever again, I won't invite you.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Jen. I wasn't talking about you.
0: <laughs> rude. Oh, my God. So rude. <laughs> So I just have to share with the audience, if you guys haven't listened to their podcast before, you need to. And they started a swapcast cast with um, several of the members of the podcast community. So I want you guys to tell the listeners what that swap cast is called and why you thought of it.
1: All right, I'll take this one. Um, Well, like you said, we have a little community here in the conspiracy podcast game, and I just started a Twitter group message with five, six of us saying, hey, would you guys all want to get together for a big group cast? You know, there's the Union of the Unwanted, but they have like 30 members, and it's kind of chaotic, and ours is a little smaller, and we call ourselves the Joint Authority on Conspiracies Association, the Jackasses for short. So if you want to listen to a couple jackasses rant about conspiracies, the last episode on my pod was our first episode. And we're looking to get together at least once a month. So you'll be hearing from us in May again.
0: Jackasses unite.
1: Woohoo. <laughs> the world needs more jackasses. Or That's less exactly jackasses. right. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more of us kind of jackasses. How about that? <laughs>
2: there you go. don't.
0: So, I want to know something. Um, what is it, that, like, what is you guys' background? What do each one of you do?
2: Tyler, and do you know- want to go first? Or- uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so, I've been studying public health for about the last six years. Um, I have two degrees in it. I um, kind of recently just separated myself from the field. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm a public health guy. I really don't. I don't work in the field. I've just obtained a couple of degree, uh, degrees in it, and um, it's uh, one of those things. Like the world's changed a lot in the last year. Yeah, pretty- did
1: coronavirus change your mind on your uh, profession at all?
2: I mean, absolutely. Within the last year, I've seen not only the curriculum change overnight, but I've seen. Uh, the way the media reacts to it, um, seen the way people behave change. And I kind of just decided that I didn't really want to be a part of it anymore. So I separated myself from it.
0: So let me ask you a question on that. Um, Would you say that you saw the curriculum turn more to like a global health initiative type thing?
2: Well, I've definitely seen a lot of that. Um, But before that, on a local level, I've seen a lot of the state school curriculum change first, because obviously that's uh, state and taxpayer funded. Right. Um, But also everything as far as um, health protocol with preventative disease has absolutely changed. Um, Everything that they cite from as far as studies that we need to refer to in the university libraries has gone more towards um, UN, uh, World Health Organization,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: things like that. And um, it was just crazy how, like how fast it all turned.
0: So they're definitely moving all medical curriculum toward uh, global health initiatives, world health initiatives, um, anything like you said, you know, where they can cite the, WHO or uh, United Nations or any or Bill Gates Foundation, any kind of globalistic society, and I want people to think about this, you can actually look up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their um, monetary grants to People over, you know, you can specify dates. I look just at 2020 and 2021, and I am telling you, it was billions of dollars just for colleges, public education, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, anything, global health initiatives, the World Health Organization, all these things. You can literally spend... 24 hours, seven days a week, researching the money that they're dumping into education. And that's even going to private sector schools now. And that's frightening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Hitler that said, Give me control of the textbooks for one generation and I'll control the country or the world, that's- even.
0: Exactly, right.
1: Well, well that's
2: at- what I find crazy is that our textbooks that we were using in the public health program at the school that I went to didn't talk about any of the things that are that are now health protocol now. They right. just switched via whether it was the funding that switched it or the professors just went along with this narrative that's being pushed. Right. But we we basically stopped using our textbooks because things like masking the public in quarantining, and social distancing, those those aren't public health principles, you know? So I just found it really strange. And I I guess I'm kind of somebody who, uh, has the, the preconditioned notion to question everything that I learned to begin with, but, but to see the indoctrination and uh, a lot of our stuff's online. So like to see the chat boards where we have like discussion posts that we're obligated to participate in, right. It's just like the The change of heart of everybody, the way that they're like, there's like a lot of uh, the science is settled, anti-propaganda, anti-conspiracy rhetoric going around. And this was just stuff that was never a part of public health. You know what I mean? Right. Science is never settled.
0: Right. And that's so funny because, um, and given you and Mitch's backgrounds both, Um, And given my background, we're all kind of similar in the same aspect that, you know, the real science behind things, Um, you, you know, I mean, we were taught, like, from an early age, like, you know, how germs spread and things like that. And, you know, that washing your hands, of of course, has always been like a thing, but they're acting like that's something new.
2: Yeah. Well, Which I, is- I want to say that, like, okay, mm-hmm. things like taking precautions, like washing your hands, or you, you know, like just making sure your personal hygiene's in order, uh-huh. like that's not necessarily something that is being pushed in the mainstream. Like making sure that you have these essential vitamins and minerals in your system to help your body fight off these these viral infections. That's that's something that's not talked about. in Oh, that's
0: definitely you to- not I mean, talked I mean, about. We want to talk about vitamin
2: <laughs> C, vitamin vitamin D. Things that are going to help you fight these infections. People are being censored for saying common sense things like that. The yeah, best I- way to be healthy is
1: just to eat a healthy diet and get outside and exercise. Get in the sun a little bit. Like those yeah, are the but-
2: only two steps you need to take to be healthy. I mean, not to mention that the virus that well, if you want to trust the science, you can. But the quote unquote virus, yeah, right? It doesn't. The quote unquote virus does not does not spread very efficiently in, in sunlight. Correct. You know, so like being outside, not only are you getting your vitamin D, but you have a less, you have a lesser chance of being infected by this.
1: UV light usually kills most bacteria and viruses. Well, viruses aren't really alive, but they say it can't replicate after that.
2: Right. That's something you would know about, you know. I mean, that just brings us into, you know, your field, what you do.
1: Yeah. So, okay, I'll jump into that now. Um, I went to school for molecular biology. And I worked in a research lab for three years during my time there, and we worked on CRISPR protein systems. Um, I was part of the group. I love you already. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a part of the group that grew up the bacteria with the new plasmid that we're trying to replicate in it and would send it through different columns, trying to isolate it and everything. And we were trying to find the structure of the proteins in that system. And, you know, it it was compartmentalized. I don't know every aspect of the project we were working on. I didn't do the uh, DNA typing. They sent that away. But anyway, it showed me what science could do, like what Mm -hmm. the possibilities of all this are. And Mm -hmm. with this vaccine nowadays, they're saying, oh, yeah, we're going to inject some mRNA in you. And it's going to make these antibodies that are going to beat COVID. And it's possible that they can put this mRNA in your body and your body will replicate it and make the antibodies. But this is such a t- touchy subject that they're probably going to get the code wrong or the chemicals that, that mRNA, mRNA is stored in, is going to screw something up. And I just don't know why millions of people are lining up to go get a jab of government chemical slurry in their arm when there's been absolutely no research done on this. There's no testing, no nothing.
0: Well, but Doctor Bill Gates, um, he, he's done he's done lots of research back to twenty fifteen on mRNA um, vaccines.
2: Yeah, you know, like in, in that one lab, you know that uh, that. that one, <laughs> um,
0: if I mean, you again, if you look on their uh, foundations' grants proposals, mm-hmm. you will find several labs in China on their list. Just saying
1: how about mm. Bill and Melinda Gates are now getting a divorce, but they're still going to work on the foundation and all it's all. It helps, you know, all their evil plans. I, I are gonna work on
0: well, she doesn't want to give up her paycheck. I'm sure. Well, I'm yeah. just
2: wondering where the, where the psyop lies. Like, where's the distraction in all this? Because like in the middle of their global takeover, they're announcing a divorce and uh, it's just kind of weird. It's like, I get the I get the gut feeling that they're trying to distract you from something that's actually going right. to be happening here real soon in the background, right? And I mean, two super villains announcing their divorce. It's like, what? What are you? What are you planning here?
0: Well, I right. said that you know, either she found out he wasn't a doctor, <laughs> or he had given her um, one of his vaccines that sterilized her and turned her into a dude. Yeah, so
1: very dudeish.
0: She does. She is definitely. And, and, you know, no problem here. If you want to be a transgender, that's fine. But I'm saying her facial bone structure has changed. If you look at
2: the then and now pictures,
0: yeah, no, it's not.
2: Yeah, Because it's, the, it's you
0: look at the nose, the cheekbones, the whole nine yards, it is not, yeah, no.
2: Girl's got a jawline on her, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of uh, jealous of it because I can
0: use that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Mitch, I want you to tell people who don't know, um, what is CRISPR-Cas9?
1: I know what it is. Did we um, lose him? Yeah, oh, there won't. you Actually, my my grandma just knocked on my door. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he can't
0: he can't tell you that right now. But well, I know some people have heard me talk about that before. Um, which it used to be called something completely different. It was genetic splicing. So, and then they've changed it because it's gotten way more advanced. So, he can mm-hmm. explain that to you.
2: Well, one thing, before, while Mitch is on a little hiatus here, one thing that I've, I've been seeing a lot of, and mm-hmm. um, from everything I've seen, it seems to be true, there's a protein in, in this virus that is a protein that's naturally occurring in the human body. And mm-hmm. a lot of these mRNA vaccines are designed for your immune system to attack and eliminate that protein, Yes, but it's naturally occurring in your body. This yes. means that this, that this vaccine is going to make your immune system act in a similar way that the AIDS virus acts to where yes. you're attacking your, you're attacking your own body, essentially. Yes, And, um, you know, <laughs> now the, the time, the time period on this, there's really no definitive science on yet that, that we're, that we're able to see, but it seems like there, there's potentially going to be some long-term effects of this vaccine to where people are going to have really, really bad autoimmune responses. A hundred percent. And one thing I found super, super, super interesting is we all know Bill Gates' eugenics background, Right. right? So one thing that the most interesting thing I found is that a lot of execs from these vaccine manufacturers are saying pregnant women should not be taking this vaccine if no, even fucking back but
0: look at the twitter doctors that all the doctors on twitter are like oh sure absolutely and i have a really good friend um he he listens to you guys show too his name is amit yeah. and I mean. <clears throat> yeah and he um has had a transplant before and so he asked me and i said there are zero studies on transplant patients Taking this, I would not advise you to not ever, ever take that vaccine. No pregnant women. I mean, how many pregnant women are going to volunteer to get stuck with something unless they just really don't want their pregnancy? Well, What's I'm saying mean,
2: the thing is that's I'm where sure that. propaganda comes in. The, the CDC made uh, like a declaration that that pregnant women were pushed to the front of like, you know, the waiting list on this vaccine. Uh-huh. Although the execs from the companies were saying the pregnant women should not be taking this shot. Right. So that's like a prime example of this double speak that we see every day, you know, in this pandemic. Well, and the
0: funny thing is with vaccinations in general, and I can tell you this from being in the medical field, if you're getting a viral shot, um, such as chickenpox, a pregnant woman should not be around you. And you cannot, if you're pregnant, your children cannot get the vaccination while you're pregnant because you're getting a live attenuated virus.
2: And would that be because of viral shedding?
0: This is the exact same thing. And yes, I'm glad you brought that up because um, viral shedding is a thing. Without this a doubt. is a viral disease. So the instances of females, there's one particular doctor that I've been paying very close attention to that has like an all-female staff, and he will not allow anyone that has had the vaccination into his office because Several of the females that work there had been around somebody that got vaccinated, which they themselves had not. And they started having clotting problems, Mm -hmm. um, irregular menstrual cycles, starting the menstrual cycle again after being menopausal. That is due to viral shedding, ladies and gentlemen, because there are spike proteins in the coronavirus,
2: and what that means is that this vax this vaccination—is, I mean, th- what they're doing is vaccinating the public by proxy. So you mm-hmm. vaccinate people, and then I—I I mean, there's no way to definitively say that this is what's happening, but it right. seems like these people are are going through this viral shedding process, and they're spreading whatever they're injected with right. to other people that may or may not have been injected with it. Right. And this
0: was actually a very smart um, thing for them to study was the Corona because it does have spike proteins on it. Um, And I told somebody this the other day, think about, I think it was on Dangerous World Pod, but think about this. Um, Like you're walking through a field of cockleburrs. Cockleburrs will grab onto your socks, your pants, your shoes. I hate uh, this whatever, and they're really hard to get off. And so spike proteins are the same way, whether it is the coronavirus or whether it is um, the very similar um, HIV. Mm-hmm. And, and they have spike proteins, and so they latch onto your cells and they don't let go. And generally it's an ACE cell, which are present in your heart, uh, your respiratory tract your lungs all of your important organs have ace cells on them so these spike proteins go to them like a magnet and they and they automatically like spike into your cell and that's how it attaches and causes so many problems
2: well that's why you're seeing 15 year old boys have heart attacks after they've gotten this after they've gotten the second dose of vaccination right yeah. Which, they I had, mean, that's, uh, that's an anomaly that, that that just doesn't happen, you know?
0: So
1: Mitch, the,
2: explain uh, to everybody. One? Oh. Oh, go on. Go on. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it was the AstraZeneca one, which is now banned here in the U.S. But, but luckily, um, you know, our savior Joe Biden just shipped, a, I think it was, ten million doses over to India because it's now banned here and we don't have a use for it. So the humanitarian Joe Biden just shipped that over to uh
0: Yeah go go bigger. India.
1: India always seems to be getting the short end of the stick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah well India yeah because Africa. because yeah, because Bill's involved with that. So Mitch, tell yeah. people what, what uh CRISPR technology is for those who don't know.
1: So CRISPR systems <clears throat> are basically groups of proteins and one will grab onto a strain of mRNA or DNA or, and it'll send it through and look for a certain area, like, a, you know, the um, TGCAT, like that's a strain of DNA. It'll look for right. a certain one, cut it right there, and then start looping it again and look for another spot. And it, mm-hmm. they're specific for certain areas of the genome and they can splice wherever they want and they can put it back together wherever they want. So scientists have found the structures of these proteins so they can make them themselves and code them to splice and resplice wherever they want. And everyone says, you know, like technology is 30, 40, 50 years ahead of wherever we are. So if this is happening in public universities, what do you think mm-hmm. the deep government and military exactly. research labs have? They they can clone you and make whatever traits you want. That's why when we were talking about Bill and Melinda Gates, I'm not convinced those motherfuckers aren't clones. I'm not convinced Joe Biden's not a clone. I'm not convinced of anything. I'm I'm one of those people that it, it's all fake. Right. It's all fake. <laughs> but space is. But fake. Do yeah, you but know that's that's so true. It, they can splice and Go resplice ahead. wherever you want. That, that's all I'd say.
0: Yeah. And see, the thing about that is like, I've had these conversations with people before, and they're like, yeah, but Janet, think of all the really cool things that they could do and the advancement in science, and we could actually cure cancer and stuff. People, ladies and gentlemen, cancer cures have been known in our world for a very long time. They do not put them forward because it would put the pharmaceutical business out of business in a rapid way. And they're the ones that prop up the fake economy. So they cannot do that. So yes, are they able to use this CRISPR technology for very nefarious shit? Yes, absolutely they are. And, it, and there is no, there's nothing you're going to get a cure from with this technology because it is not beneficial to the pharmaceutical industry and to the medical industry.
1: Cures don't create return customers. That's, That's why they'll never cure you. They'll just suppress your symptoms and give you shit that'll make other things go bad. And then you got to keep coming back and giving them more money and contacting your insurance and say, oh, what's my premium this time? Exactly. It's, it's all a racket.
0: Yeah. And then when you spend so much money on their quote <clears throat> treatments for a certain thing, like, say, cancer treatments or, you know, some kind of heart issue, like, um, There's a surgery for your heart that's like the most expensive surgery you can get. And it's like a heart pole. It's a long thing, but, you know, they would never, insurance companies will only pay so much per year. Then they have a cap or they have a lifetime cap. So once you exceed that, guess what? You're paying out of pocket. And that is why you have skyrocketing medical prices because it's big business for them and a big fuck you to you for exactly. paying premiums.
1: Absolutely. And people keep saying like, oh, but like we got to trust science and trust the scientists. They wouldn't Yeah, no. bad science. And <laughs> I worked in a food uh, safety lab three years after I graduated college Four three years after I graduated oh, college. That's uh, fun, too. We, we tested foods, waters, environmental swabs, all kinds of stuff for, you know. Dozens of different types of bacteria. Right. And from the bottom analyst to the top of that company, there is bad science going on. I'm not going to say too much about it.
0: Oh, 100%. But
1: but there's bad science everywhere, people. It's not a thing that can't exist.
0: So, Tyler, let me ask you a question. Um, so, when you were going for public health, or you are going for public health, what was your end goal? What did you want to do? Because there's so many different fields you can go into with the public health degree. What did you want to do?
2: All well, right, there's there's five key branches of public health, and my uh, area of expertise, my area of study, was um, environmental science. Uh, biostatistics, and epidemiology, which are Mm -hmm. the hardcore sciences within public health. The other two are um, behavioral health sciences and um, something that's more along creating policy change and policy reform within the field. But I wanted to focus on the hardcore sciences. So I focused on biostatistics. And for those that don't know, biostatistics is uh, combining math and in um, public health research, to determine uh, risk factors, variables, and, right. all, and all sorts of things within the field that that may lead to disease, or um, you, you know, something like that. You you use uh, computer algorithms along with right. your your health, public health knowledge to determine causes and, and risk factors for disease, which is what I went into.
0: So you know what's funny? You mentioned um, like the mental health aspect. You can actually look up like public health stuff and and like all the different things that you're qualified to do. Like you don't actually have to have a a public health degree to work in public health. But if you have a public health degree, there's so many different things that you can do. But mental health is literally the lowest paying of like any of them.
2: It <laughs> it's <unbelievable>, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> go to school and get a PhD and we'll pay you thirty thousand dollars a year.
2: <laughs> that's that right there is the real pandemic is the you know mental health <laughs> aspect of all this. And
0: it is. But um there again, uh they definitely have things to treat mental health. I could tell people a lot of things that they can do to treat their mental health without medication.
1: Yep. However, so it's a huge, yeah.
0: it's a huge field, and it would put a lot of companies out of business, who sell you a load of bullshit.
2: Yeah, SSRIs are one of the one yes. of the worst things in the world for you. I mean, it like there's so many side effects of those things, man. Like it, yes. it ruins your sex drive, your sperm count. Mm, that's and important. Your menstrual cycles, and that, I mean that ties into everything that's going on right now with these vaccines. Right. So, right, I mean that, that's a that's a long lasting agenda that's being pushed, you know, for forever.
0: But hey, you want to know something uh, super exciting for you, Tyler? Oh um. If if you go ahead and finish your uh, public health career, you can actually get a job in the uh, global health portion of that, and that is literally the highest paying part of public health that you could possibly go into
2: well go be a cog in the machine too. oh right right um, i have no interest in being a globalist and i've been sitting on the <laughs> sidelines for about the last nine months I, I found another field that i got into and you know i'm paying my bills it's it's great i'm not stressed out but being a globalist is Wait. absolutely no interest of mine
0: you don't want to go and work for bill and melvin Gates
2: <laughs> Gates yes yeah. uh well well first of all absolutely not and uh second of all as much as i trust dr bill gates's expert opinion i don't want the the so called fauci alchi so i'm going to i'm going to veer away from that field for the moment you know
0: but are you sure? Because you could be the next director of the National Institute of Health.
2: Oh, they—they'd put a bullet in my head before I got down. Yeah, <laughs> my nonsense. Nick, to get to that position, and Tyler, don't suck dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't suck dick, and I—I'm not going along with your narrative.
0: He—he so. he just chews on bones. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> I just chew on bones, and I don't suck
2: dick. So. <laughs>
0: i'm so I'm so happy that you guys are on here with me because every time I'm around you guys it just makes me smile
1: <laughs> we, we feel the same way Janet
0: so I gotta ask you guys like um what are your what are your favorite kind of um show topics like is there something that like you can't get enough of like one certain topic or um like you're really into
2: you know. Tyler, you want to go first? I'll go. I'll go. I'm a big Antarctica guy. I'm, I'm like, like, fuck is going on down there? I'm a big Antarctica and, um, our history is wrong guy. I like, I just want to know all the secrets of like the old civilizations that have been wiped away from our history books. Like, uh, did you hear about Babylonian magic, Nokian magic, things like that? And then, like all the things buried under beneath the ice in Antarctica, I think about it like all day. You know, (laughs) that's that's my favorite.
1: Well, I think uh,
2: that uh,
1: what I want to call it—the misunderstanding of history—might have started right around the 14 or 1500s when the printing press started really becoming a thing, and uh, right books were becoming more available. And everyone was getting literate more than just like the royal scribes, because before then, one in every what thousand people could read and right. read and write, and they were the ones who wrote down everything, and that's what we go on for our history. And yeah. they they yeah. say you know history's written by the victor or whatever, but it, it they they could have written down anything. We we don't know what's what.
0: Yeah, that's that's my problem with things exactly. So. Uh, Mitch, are you like into the history stuff too, or is there something else that's like your favorite?
1: I dabble. I dabble. Um, I I do like talking about Antarctica and you know the shape of the earth because if it's not flat as fuck, there are definitely openings at the poles and you can go inside and there's like hidden lands. I, I, I just don't think we're this, uh, little rock that's floating through space that just happened to have all this abundance on it. I I think there's something more to it than that, you know? Right. I think this is all uh, divinely created. I know that's a scary topic around a lot of people talking about, you know, God and everything, but there's a definitely divine inspiration
2: in life. But that's where all these rabbit holes lead us to. Is that right. we are special? You know, we're we're not just some accident on a floating rock through, right? Zeta eleven galaxy. You know, it's right. It's no coincidence. And yeah, you do, though- are- go ahead, Janet.
0: No, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say there are a lot of things in this universe that we can't describe in science terms. They're not tangible to us. They're they're not repeatedly testable. So Correct. people throw them out the window, and that's just not what what's real. Well, hey, man!
2: Not if you listen to Neil deGrasse. I mean, I, I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And the Earth's a pear shape because right. it balls out at the bottom. Yeah,
2: despite all the CGI images that that NASA has shown us, you know, it's perfectly round there. But but Neil says it's pear shaped. So, right.
0: You know, and the funny thing is, um, like, if you guys ever get deep into looking into like RH uh, negative bloodlines and stuff.
1: I, I've looked a little bit into it, but please go on. What, what's interesting?
0: I was gonna say if you if you look into that, it completely destroys the narrative of the Big Bang Theory and you know evolution and you know all this other horseshit like we came from monkeys and and whatever because um, the Rh factor in blood it, it was called that because it was discovered in rhesus monkeys. Yes, but um, only part of the population has the RH factor in their blood. Uh, The rest of the population is negative for that, which means they don't carry it, which means they don't have any kind of genetics linked to, you know, like I said, they they linked it to a rhesus monkey, but that's also where the supposed AIDS. Virus came from or so, HIV.
2: So, are you saying that the people, the quote people with the Rh negative blood type, those are you know the lizard people, and that the rest of the population are you know like the vine creation or something along that?
0: Uh, Rh negative are actually the special people.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. the different ones that are higher. Up. Yeah. See, from what I read, the elite have a lot of Rh negative in their. Um, their
0: the body. entire royal family. Mm-hmm. is rh negative yes so what that um, which mean? is which is very strange but it depends on you know what <laughs> like, you look into but they are all rh negative and uh, and a lot of uh, thought behind that is because cuz usually you know you can have like um an rh negative mom and an rh positive baby or fetus Mm-hmm. um which is weird but that's because you're you're combining mom and dad's bloodlines and mom and dad's genetics right. however being that the royal family is literally all RH negative, that means that they're all from the same bloodline so they all,
1: they like to keep it in the family. Exactly. <laughs> That's that pre- when these that tree people- don't
0: have no forks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, when an outsider, like, I don't know if Princess Diana or Meghan Markle or, or whatever your fucking name is. Meghan I don't-
0: Markle is actually part of a royal bloodline as well.
1: Rh negative.
0: So there you go, yeah. and they are related. Uh, <laughs> she's actually related to her husband.
1: <laughs> huh. Well. Th- that kind of surprises me. That's some
2: I fucked up like, shit. You know, this is the
1: <laughs> all the royals are doing fucked up shit, but I feel like hey, the, the queen and her cronies would kind of ostracize people that are outside the bloodlines, and they ostracized
2: her. So yes. that, I don't know. Kind of doesn't matter, but that could you know, that could be a political, you know, side yeah. or whatever. But but it's the all thing, the thing that that I wonder about is like what's so special about this Rh negative blood type that like, that makes it so desirable to keep within the, uh, the family structure. Like, do you it, like, okay. So in your opinion, do you think that this gives you some type of ability to connect with, you know, maybe higher, higher consciousness yes. or yeah, you might be a little dimension. bit closer to source? Yeah. Yes.
0: You can actually look up the qualities of people That have RH negative blood, but it's kind of weird to me because, um, I don't have RH negative blood, but I have all of the characteristics of someone who does, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Um, but you're very like, uh, intuitive. You can see, smell, hear things that no one else does. Um, you know all, all kinds of stuff like on that kind of like higher elevated level type thing, um, like height, very heightened senses, and you know stuff like that. So it makes them like special,
1: mm-hmm. a little more like telepathic, or yes, right? Yeah, I don't know what the right word for it is.
0: Yeah. More, more uh, highly connected. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
1: my girlfriend, guess- she's uh, Rh negative, and she's also unvaccinated. So I'm trying to put a kid in her soon. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm you in know, no rush. To un- muddy my bloodline. <laughs>
0: He's working on sticking a bone, too.
1: <laughs> Chewing
2: on bones, baby. Listen to this, uh, let's wait. But. <laughs> no, but I mean, but that, that makes me wonder, like, do you think that these people might be, like, uh, like? so as far as their, like, souls are concerned, are they, like, born on a higher plane than we are? Like, 4D, 3D-type matrix where these so, people are like ascended, maybe farther than we are. In, in- um,
0: supposedly, but like I said, it depends on what kind of research you do on them. Because uh, I've also read things where they are more of the, um, like dark, uh, like creepy cultist. nature. Yeah. Um, descendant from demons and and yeah. things like that
1: yeah, other I've people in dna instead yeah. of earth's dna i don't know who knows
0: yeah um where it is like and then some things that you read it'll be like they're pure descendants of god but
2: yeah but their definite definition of god might be different than ours you know
0: i was gonna Depending say
2: you subscribe you know?
0: if it was god as in god from the bible Uh, That would be a big no because in the bloodline um, from the royal family, they do have a lot of pedophiles.
1: Yeah, Uh, and and God
0: loved children, so that is uh, not—that's not the God that they came from.
1: Doesn't the Queen say she can trace her lineage back to the Prophet Muhammad? I no. How does that make sense?
0: (laughs) I don't pay any attention to the royal family.
1: It, it, me neither. I just, you know, I, I follow a bunch of conspiracy accounts. Shit will pop up on Instagram, and I'll so never. So I gotta ask, what do you? It.
2: <laughs> but you're cutting yeah, out a little bit, brother. About. Can you repeat that?
1: Uh, I, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi. I'm sorry.
2: No, you're all good. That's though. all right.
1: So
0: I gotta ask you guys, what is it that you think is in Antarctica? <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: It's I think right, there's my computer talking to me again. I want to get into AIs in a little bit if we have a chance, but I think Antarctica might be the world's ice wall. It's possible that it's flat or they're just hiding something down there, like an alien base. I mean, the Nazis went down there in the 30s and founded New Schwabenland and had all these bases, and people say top ranking officials escaped there after the war. And then you have the U.S. going down there in the late 40s, early 50s, after the war with Operation High Jump and Operation Fishbowl and all these. That's mm-hmm. uh, Admiral Byrd. That's the famous one where he came back and right. said, oh, World War III is going to be fought against an enemy that can fly pole to pole in amazing speeds. But right. The
2: but the only thing... interesting, though, right there. You said New Schwabenland. Mm-hmm. Who was that named after? Do you know? Uh. Posh.
0: Klaus Schwab,
2: definitely <laughs> father. I just, yeah, I just I made it. that up. I, no, I really I'll think, think it's father family line. Yeah, yeah, it was, and that's the uh, World Economic Forums, Klaus Schwab, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because that is the only place on this earth that you cannot go to without permission from the UN. And it's the only place
1: on Earth without any military. There's not allowed to have any military intervention there.
2: Eh, except the UN patrols it. So I mean, it, exactly take it for what you will, but
1: exactly. Yeah. The Antarctic Treaty was signed in 1959. I think it took actual effect like two years later. It had, like, 12 original countries signed up, including the U.S., the USSR, Japan, all three major space agencies, hint, hint. And now it has 54 current members. And it's just the only place on Earth where all the countries agree, like, yeah, we're not going to fight over this. Just go down there and research your penguins and don't mind anything else that's going on. And you'll see these weird things like, uh, what was the thing a few years ago, the Fitbit? map where there was like hundreds of fitbits on this one spot and then they google earthed it and there's nothing there so it must be like underground or something i don't know there's a lot of sketchy shit with antarctica
2: yeah for sure tyler
1: what do you
0: think
2: um well the fact that you're not allowed to go there just uh i mean that just makes my bullshit meter go crazy um, and then, then you see a lot of royals or, you know, like the anointed royals through our society, like, you know, the Obamas, the Pope, et cetera, taking voyages down there. Dick Cheney, you know. Right. And then Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin you hear, you see his, his uh, testimony on it. And then you see, you know, like you hear about Admiral Byrd's experiences down there. It just makes me think that there is a lot going on down there. That they don't mm-hmm. want you to know about, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's typical, you know, in our line of work, but, but like, if there was ever going to be a place where they're going to hide shit, it would be Antarctica. It's, it's like the most remote location on our, on our entire planet or flat plane, whatever you subscribe to, Right, <laughs> but
1: but, yeah, people say that's where they uh keep the cloning center, so all these elites have to go down there, get some blood samples
2: taken or whatever, and then they I can mean, have- I mean, and, to- then you have the Nazis like high level of interest whenever they go to like high level of interest in Antarctica. I mean it it opens up a bunch of possibilities, like is the earth flat? Is it hollow? And then like what's going on down there? Like if ETs were going to stay kind of like anonymous, they weren't going to show themselves Show themselves to the public. Why would they not stay at the most remote location on our right. planet or flat plane? So I like how you add that in there planet or plane, whatever you yeah, want. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping it open, but
0: <laughs> I think the earth is flat and I think that Antarctica is where they keep a lot of harp stuff. Um, yeah. Because if HARP is the ice wall that surrounds the flat Earth, um, that means easy access to every part of our quote planet, world, right. whatever you want to call it. Um, plus, I think all the uh, false flag actors and actresses, that's where they hide them from the public until they need them
2: again. Like crisis mm-hmm. actors? Yeah. Whoa. Like,
1: Lady that was at the Boston Marathon and uh, yep all, all the other ones. Shooting people, yeah,
0: that's Sally Ride from the space shuttle.
1: hmm hmm You think she's there too? Yes. Wow.
2: So, Gene, I think you, we I wouldn't doubt have. It. Do you think we have a secret space program? Yes. Interesting,
0: but I don't think it's in the space program that you think it is because uh, popular, I don't obviously I don't. I don't believe in
1: um, space is fake and gay.
0: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> thanks, Bob. That's I don't believe tough, in life. the, um, I don't believe in what they sell you as space because in my opinion, um, if you look into like the dumbs and the mm-hmm. constellations, they, they kind of match up. They, they kind do? of mirror each other. Really? Um. So I, don't believe that space is what they tell you. I don't believe the moon is what they tell you. Um I, And I sure as shit definitely. don't believe, especially since like Bill Gates and Harvard are working to block out the sun, that completely destroys the globe theory. Um, because if you think about everything they taught you in science class regarding the globe theory and how, you know, the plants and everything on the earth needs the sun for photosynthesis and oxygen production and blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, uh, earth cast sh- or the sun cast shadows and all this other stuff and eclipses and all that. I mean, it just kind of goes away. Like everything they said goes away. Mm-hmm. So I think space... um. Is more like uh, figuring out like how they're going to continue selling us the the quote planetarium that we live in. Have you ever thought about that? Did you guys have a planetarium at your like high yes, school growing we up we or did, anything? We
1: did actually. We were one of the only schools around that had a planetarium. I think by the time we were actually in high school, it was kind of broke and no one used it. But I remember in elementary school, we got to go to the high school and sit in the planetarium a couple times and she would show us all that, you Uh know, the stars and moon flying around. It it was really cool.
0: And that is honestly like how I see our quote space is Mm -hmm. more like a planetarium. Because if you think about it, like looking at it from a flat earth perspective, that makes complete and total sense that it's flat earth. And that is the like mirror image of what's underground. I'm just yeah. saying.
1: Uh, right. If, you, if, Tyler, quit fucking with your mic. But uh, if you think of us as a flat Earth and then there's a dome with all the stars and planets encapsulated in it right. and it rotates around this plane, that's exactly what a planetarium is. It's a dome above you that right. rotates around and it, it all works out. All the math it works out right I'm right there with that's you, what Anna. I think I'm like 85 like percent sure it's flat I don't subscribe hundred percent to anything but that's one yeah. of my
2: bigger ones so Janet yeah. what do you what do you think that our governments hold within these deep underground military bases I'm
0: curious um I believe that there are that's where you're uh like manufacturing for lack of a better word, um, quote, wink spaceships. Because, um, you know, it's always been a thing with like CIA projects and stuff and oh, you're going to see Project Bluebeam. Right. Eh, oh my god, all these UFOs we've been seeing lately and whatever and they usually always come from uh military bases. Like the Guys from Dangerous World were talking to a guy on a military base the other night, and there was all kinds of weird, like, spaceship things in the background.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you now, like, I don't know what you guys are paying attention to, but I've been hearing a lot about things like, uh, I don't know if you know what chimera are, but they yeah. are animal-human hybrids.
0: Yes, and which they're China, doing a lot of right, that, right?
2: Right. China's been announcing a lot of shit about like animal, animal, human hybrids, and like the, Like it's a real, it's a real thing now. Like pig-human it spliced is. Right. beings are now living on this planet,
0: right? And like, and after, they, like they've,
2: they've more than likely had that for fifty years. In that, and oh yeah, that right there is where the experiments happen. They're in the deep underground military base, yeah. where. There's maximum security and it doesn't leak, you know? right?
0: And that's a hundred percent true because you could never do that in like a civilian lab anywhere. Um, but it's funny because I talked about that a while ago on, on somebody's show, and they're like, "What? You're nuts!" And I'm like, "Pig humans, monkey humans, mice humans." And I I was telling somebody on a show, I I sit outside all the time. And last summer I was sitting outside and I was sitting on the tailgate of my truck and I was talking to one of my friends and it was kind of dark outside, but I'm like, what the hell is that thing moving down there on the ground? And I'm like, it's weird. So I turned the flashlight on, on my phone and shined it down on the ground below my truck. And there was this thing that looked like a toad with a rat tail. Whoa. What? And it's not, it wasn't, you know, like I've seen tadpoles and stuff like that. And some of them, you know, like it fucks up, just like sometimes humans fuck up when they're born. But this was like an actual rat tail on a toad. And I was like, what the fuck? I am not getting out the bed of my truck until that thing goes away.
1: Because that is. Right about.
0: Yeah. But you know, the the breeding humans with other things, mm-hmm. that's a transhumanism thing, because in my opinion, it's never about and never been about merging us with computers. We are the computer. We are a supercomputer, and we're able and capable to do things that an actual computer cannot do. And I think... That has been the goal for a long time is to merge us with everything else on the planet. So you're going to have like human frogs, human mosquitoes, you know what I'm saying? Like anything and everything they can think to mate humans with, that's what they're going to do.
1: It makes you think back to like Egyptian hieroglyphs where they would have humans with dog heads and bird heads and everything else. Like I wonder if that shit was more reality than just figurative.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is. Because, I mean, if you think about like all of the quote, history, civilizations, whatnot that have uh, like disappeared, there's no information on them or very sketchy or very limited information, but you have like cave hieroglyphics and stuff like that and technology that existed a long time ago that we can't replicate now Mm -hmm. there were definitely other civilizations that were far more advanced than us and they're like oh my god these people are way too smart we have to dumb everybody down and that's exactly what they've done
2: i mean that's where it kind of merge merges with like you know mythology and and shit like that but do you, do you remember the uh, article where the Google execs said that like through their algorithms, they've come in contact with the old ones, like quote unquote old ones. Like it makes me think that, that this AI and technological boom that we've had, at least mm-hmm. released to the public is like, like that might be the, the beast itself,
1: well, mm-hmm. I definitely think that out, uh, consciousnesses that don't have a physical body can grab onto something in this physical world and kind of use it as a tool, kind of like the Ouija board. That's it's just a piece of cardboard, but if you invite a spirit or whatever fucking comes down to interact right. with you, they can right. move it. And I think computers and this AI intelligence, some non-physical beings might be attaching themselves to it and making it more than what it was. You know.
0: And I agree with that because um, AI technology is energy. It uses a lot of energy, um, which also collects energy. And so all they have to do is put out, oh, my God, we're going to do a Google update or a Microsoft update that is going to like take call your personal info or take pictures of you twenty four seven, and then it pisses people off. You get angry while you're sitting in front of technology, and then it absorbs your energy.
2: Shout out to that's the Patriot I Act. Think. But I mean, yeah. actually, you're getting permissions. So that's not really even the Patriot Act, but yeah. But- yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know if you guys watch too much Netflix, but me and the wifey were sitting there looking for a movie to watch to fall asleep to. And number while one, try,
0: while you're trying to put a baby in there,
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the number one movie on Netflix the other night was "The Mitchells vs. the Machines," and I was like, okay, that's my name. And there was a dog on the cover. It's an animated movie, and I was like, that's sure, send it. And it's all about how a big tech company, I'm pretty sure they're uh, using Apple as kind of like a spoof here, but they make an AI and they make these helper robots and they get rid of their phones like their phones had a Siri on it, it was called PAL, and they throw them in the trash and get these robots and PAL, the AI that ran all their phones said, no, fuck you, you're obsolete, I'm taking over these robots and going to send all these humans out of the world, you know? And the movie makes a lot of jabs about how we've let big tech get completely out of hand. This is an exact quote from the movie. The guy that made the the, uh, um, AI said, I'm sorry about causing the whole machine uprising. It's almost like stealing people's data and giving it to a hyper-intelligent AI as part of an unregulated tech monopoly was a bad thing. That is an exact quote from this children's animated kids movie.
0: Oh, well that's it, not creepy it, at all. No, no it's like oh,
1: such predictive programming. They're just pumping it to us and saying, hey, look, it's coming. The robots are gonna come for you. Like it it was how- a child's version of iRobot, basically.
2: Yeah.
0: How how nice. Yeah, no, we don't we don't do things like that here. Like there's some people that literally have like an Alexa or what do you call them? A dot or whatever fuck they are. Yeah. Like in every room of the house. I hate this. Uh No,
1: they're no. always listening to you. It's
2: crazy.
0: Yeah, no, they record your shit and put it in the cloud. No, hell no. No, thank you. You're going to hear me talking about the CIA a lot. You better not be recording me.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, there's the dog. He had to make an appearance sometime.
0: <laughs> that's right he wants his bone so anyway um, we'll, we'll close up for this evening but where can they uh, where can they find you guys at
1: so our link tree has basically all of our links it's link tree uh, slash dtrh pod down the rabbit hole pod it, um, and my twitter's there Tyler's twitter's there the pods instagram po- uh, spotify links google podcast links all, all that's there so that should be all we need to say <laughs>
0: sweet and everybody is going to have to turn tune into uh the next ex- episode of jackasses because you know we're awesome like that so hopefully yes, exactly. we can all entertain you and you'll learn some things so i appreciate you guys being on here with me today very much so mitch and tyler thank you so much
1: Janet. it was our pleasure thank you for having us on
0: I look forward to uh, chit-chatting with y'all again soon. So everybody have a good day. Peace out.
1: Good night.